I would pee myself and I'd wake up um, from a pool of my urine mm. and my aunt will force me to lick my urine off the floor. She, like she'll be beating me up while forcing me to lick my urine so off the floor. So physically abusing you? Yes. While she's forcing you? To lick my urine. To lick or drink your yeah, own urine? yeah. Is there nobody else that you can call or cry to in the family to say, can we rather then stay with you? I won't wake up tomorrow morning. I'm taking mm. these pills like I want to die. There were times where I would hear somebody knocking in my window, not knowing mm. that it was not actually a person, but it was, I think it was paranormal. Good day to you all and welcome to yet another episode of I've Been Through the Most podcast. Today we are so honored to have another incredible woman to come and share her story, you know, for impact, for change, for for inspiration. Absolutely. You know, it always goes beyond the story. Absolutely. There's always more. It's about healing the next person and we hope that you receive it well on your end. Today we have Sulani Kosa who is here to tell his story. Welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Sulani, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, my name is Sulani Kosa. I am the second and last born. I'm an author of a book titled Testimony. I'm a final, final year, a psychology student at the University of the Free State, and I own a company called Lani's Rental Solutions, where I help students find accommodation and I help um, landlords find um, tenants. Hmm. Okay, she's business minded. Very interesting, but. Yeah. I know you have all of these things that you have worked so hard to achieve and to be where you are today. However, there is a very powerful story behind you sitting here today. Can you take us through it? Well, I lost my mom at the age of three. Um, after my mom's burial, my family decided that my paternal family decided that they were going to move me and my brother to stay with my aunt without even consulting my dad. And we went to stay with my aunt, I and my brother. And the condition there was <laughs> different from what I was experiencing back at home. So um, when we arrived, they... I and my brother, my brother slept in a separate room and I shared a, I shared a room with my aunt and I was uh, sleeping with my cousin because my aunt had um, a daughter who's the same age as me. Okay. So we were sleeping on the mat because we were, too, we were too young to sleep in our room. So I was suffering from a condition called uneurysis, which is a condition whereby you wet yourself in appropriate places. And I would wet my bed. I would wet. <laughs> I would wet the bed. Okay. So, um, but you were still three years. Yeah, I, of I, age. I, yeah. I was. Still, I mean, you were still young. Yeah, I was still you know? young. Yeah. But then the condition uh, continued until I was in high school. Okay. So, how did you know or find out that you had the condition? Who well, diagnosed you and when? 
I self-diagnosed myself because I'm studying psychology now. Okay. And then I understand mm. that I was suffering from a condition. Back then, I didn't know what was mm. the cause yes. of that condition. Okay. So uh, there would be times where uh, I would be sleeping at night and then I would roll since I was sli- sleeping on the on a mat. I would, and I would roll and I would pee on the... Um, I would pee myself and I'd wake up um, from a pool of my urine mm. and my aunt will force me to lick my urine off the floor. What? Yeah. This is when you were three years old? Yeah, three, before I went to school. She, like she'll be beating me up while forcing me to lick my urine so off the floor. So physically abusing you? Yes. While she's forcing you? To lick my urine. To lick or drink your yeah, own urine? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So because you had this condition, obviously it meant it happened more often. Yeah, than it not. happened more often. So that means that she probably got irritated and tired yes. of just cleaning up and she's like you know what I've had enough not understanding that there is a cause yeah. for that yeah. so but before that were there any measures that your aunt had attempted to take for example maybe making sure you drink less water mm-hmm. you know at night or or she just acted no. as <laughs> as upset as she was without having to help you before mm. no, being though, upset at you there was no way I feel like sometimes like she was obsessed with finding fault in me mm. or my brother even though like I was okay I was the favorite one other than my brother because she didn't really like my brother so the condition mm. for my brother was way much worse than for me because I mean, she would if, if if you don't call what you went through worse what did your brother go through it was too much because um I don't I don't really remember growing up being taught about hygiene or how to bath or anything like that mm. because when I started uh primary school my brother was the one who was uh preparing me who was mm. bathing me and preparing me for school so how old was your brother My brother was 4 years old 4 years older than me He was still a baby he too was yeah, seven. yeah somewhere around And that. your brother had to bath you yeah. and prepare you for school yes. at that age. Yes. Where was your father? Because I believe he was alive then, mm-hmm. but your paternal family sent you to your aunt, but your father is still alive. So are you able to communicate to your father and tell him what's happening? Well, I did tell my dad. I think I was in grade two. I told my dad what was happening at that time. Um, and he said that he was going to take us back I and my brother we were going to live with her and then December that year um, she introduced another woman to us telling us Guti she'll be the one who'll be taking care of us she'll be our stepmom and then she said that she'll take us the following year to go and live with her but then she died did the abuse from your aunt continue for all those years yes I have a scar here (laughs) okay what are some of these abuse, abusive behaviors that your aunt did to you. Can you take us through that? Well, um, I used to sell mohodi from house to house. So, and that's somet- what meets like intestine. Yeah, intestine. Oh, okay. yeah. And I will be going from house to house selling mohodi, and she will package a certain amount of mohodi for me. So I was supposed to finish that mohodi. If I don't finish it, like she was, she was, she she would beat me up. 
So you're selling for her, not even for yourself. Yeah. This is her business. It's her business. And, and she's selling an under eight an underage child to go and sell. Yeah. And and by that time my my dad was late because my dad died when I was in grade three. And by that time my dad was late and she was earning the foster care grant. I wasn't getting money for school. Like she wasn't really actually taking care of me. I felt like I was the one who was responsible for myself. Yeah. She abused you emotionally. She abused you physically. Yeah. And she also made you work as a minor and also stole from you with money that was supposed to be yours and she kept it for herself. I don't know. She would beat me up over small things, things that I considered not um that she should take offense. Cause like if she walks into the room <laughs> automatically she's she's she she expects you to stand up. Like you're not supposed to sit down, you're mm. not supposed to watch TV during the day, you're not supposed mm. to sleep. Like every time she walks into the room you're supposed to get busy. Like you're supposed to be busy. And when she calls you, maybe let's take she's uh, in the living room, I'm in my room. Mm. Like you're supposed to run. <laughs> you're supposed to go to here running. Like if you're walking mm. or anything, like you'd get a beating. Like even if you're, I'm washing the dishes and then I t- tilt my head or rest my head on the shoulder, she'll be saying that I'm sleeping and she'll beat me up. <laughs> like she wanted me like to be so active at all times which was straining for me because I felt like I was a robot like I was living for her and not for myself because the word tired it doesn't exist in her world you can't say that you're tired it doesn't even exist and I remember at times I was selling Mohodu to a point where that Mohodu turned green and then she said that I should go and finish <laughs> selling that mohodi. And she knows for a fact that people won't buy. Exactly. It's already ruined. Yeah. And I felt like she was, it, it was actually a trip for me, like just to get beating. And if, if at times they don't buy that mohodu, that mohodu, she would, um, she, she would beat me or say that I was uh, with boys. Uh, I'm sleeping around with boys. I won't finish high school. I'll get pregnant. And she's never had stories of me being seen with a boy or anything like that. It was just all in her mind or what she wished. Mm. It all happened. It all happened to me. So where was the rest of the family? Was your aunt the only caregiver that could look Mm. after you because for me i mean it's so sad for me that your dad who had now promised to (coughs) fetch you and your brother Mm -hmm. now passes away just before that and i'm sorry about that Mm. and then the worst continues is there nobody else that you can call or cry to in the family to say can we rather then stay with you well um the situation was quite complicated because my dad was born in Mozambique and then he moved <clears throat> to South Africa. That's where he completed his studies. And then my mother was also, her mom, um, she started getting delusional. And my mother was moved to stay with her aunt. So, like, I didn't actually. Um, have that direct um, relationship with my mm. grandmother from my yeah, maternal yeah, side yeah. Mm. because my mother was raised by another woman but um, the women that raised my mother like she loved me deeply and me and my brother like mm. she would buy us stuff 
clothes for December. Who tell her things that were going on to a point where um, I asked my my aunt to buy me a phone instead of clothes during December because during December time we would go and visit my mm. grandmother, the one that that raised my my mother. So like she would try to cover up. Some like most of the time, I feel like she was away of what she was doing. Yes. Because like when we want, went to visit my grandmother, she would buy us clothes. Mm. when we get there, mm. like they it wouldn't even like eh, they wouldn't even after. see what you were getting abused. I was getting we were getting abused, and then I would tell my grandmother, and my grandmother was saying, "Mostly when I you have clothes and mm. whatsoever, your aunt is taking care of you." So there was this year in December where I asked her to buy me a phone instead of. Clothes. clothes because like I wanted to take videos and pictures of the things that she's actually doing sure. so um, there was this other time she was teaching me how to cook and we were cooking outside of outside she made uh, a fireplace mm-hmm. and while uh, I was cooking and uh, there was <laughs> smoke was coming in my eyes so i couldn't really see properly she so she took out the wood while it was burning and she hit was you cooking pub yeah i was cooking pub and she hit me oh. with that so it's a, it's a wooden spoon with no. the hot pub on it no the the i get it, it's a wood Yes, like it's a fireplace. Oh, she okay. took that, like yes, a wood from the fire, from the actual the, fire. Yeah, yes. while it's burning, and then she hit me, and mm. I and took. How it, old are you then? I think I was in grade eight, somewhere around there. <sighs> I don't remember. Yeah, but I, I was in high. Huh? I, yeah, I was in high school when I had my first phone. So I took a picture of that, and then I, I, I showed my grandmother, and then my grandmother said that. Yeah, now she won't fetch us. We should come back on our own because mm-hmm. it'll be like it'll now cause she, something in the family. I yeah, guess. Yeah, and now it, it'll seem like <laughs> they let her, they let my aunt raise us, and mm-hmm. then in the end, for them to to Take fetch you. us. Okay. Yeah. So she was like, "You should come back on your own," but it wasn't that easy. <laughs> it wasn't that easy for me to just Pack and leave. Go. Yeah. The abuse with my aunt it went on for so long. We um. She hit me in the head one day. And I don't even remember what was the cause for her to hit me. And then I bled for my head. And I was wearing a, a yellow t-shirt. That t-shirt turned maroon. And she didn't even care. Mm. She didn't even care. Like each and every day I would go to sleep like crying <laughs> because of the abuse. Reported to the police? I mean, if you I went to <laughs> physically assault someone in, in that way. Or your teachers at school? Um, I think my teachers, it got to a point where they were away. Because I remember in grade 7, um, before going to school, I was supposed to complete certain house chores. So I would do that. Maybe I would sweep the yard or wash dishes. Mm. So to a point where I'd see Guti, my aunt was distracting me. Like in a way, Guti, she didn't want me to get to school on time mm. i would actually wash the dishes dishes a night before or sweep the yard a night before school so it'll happen that if i sweep the, the yard a night before when i wake up in the morning she would let me just prepare for school and wear the the school uniform and then she would call me and say maybe one of her 
kids didn't perform their house chores, she would call me. Like after the siren had rang, I, I, I'm supposed to go to school because yes. we we're living close by the school. She would say I should take off my uniform and do uh, the house chores that were assigned for to her kids. Yeah. Just so you can be late for school. So that I can be late. So she would beat me up and to a point where I wouldn't even um, button my school uniform. So this uh, one time I went to school and I was late. <laughs> and I was a mess. So when I went to school, it was already late. And then they said that we should um, collect, what is it? The... the, the plastics okay. it's a punishment for for being late mm. so i did that and i, I got even later late <laughs> yeah and then when i got to class like i could see the way my classmates were looking at me because like i was a mess they don't actually really know what's going on mm. maybe they think i don't really take care of myself and all that. And it got to a point where I opened up to one of the teachers. And then they said that they'll help me. And <laughs> I remember it was Friday when I told my teacher. Because she would notice that after school, I usually stay behind at school. Mm-hmm. Even if other kids are going at home. Mm-hmm. And I would stay behind just because I'm, I was escaping yeah. my aunt. Mm-hmm. And then mm. on Monday... After telling her, because she said that she'll do a follow-up. After telling her, they said she was late. <laughs> she died. She, she died during the weekend. The Yo. teacher? Yes. So she was the one that was supposed to help her. The yeah. only hope that she had was at least <sighs> I opened up to someone yeah. and someone will be able to save or rescue me. Yeah. And now you find out that she's no more. And yeah. then what? I... I went to high school and then I started with my period. She wouldn't buy me sanitary pads. Yeah, she wouldn't buy me sanitary pads. She would tell me to use um, tissue or a cloth. And I didn't even have uniform for high school. I think the one that I got, we got it from a certain program that they, they were giving to offense and then my I was wearing takeys at school they were torn because like they were old so like even myself like I didn't have that self yeah because some other kids will be looking at me like I don't even love myself because at Mm. times okay I would wash hand wash my clothes and then I would um spin dry it and you know how washing machine is like, like your, your, your clothes get so wrinkled to a point Guti, you can't wear them. But there were times where my aunt would do Guti's like she'd see Guti, okay, I'm, la- I'm late for school. She'll tell me to, um, she'd send me to do other things after I had um, completed my house chores. And to a point where I went to school with that uniform, which was not... And yeah, and then sure. th- I had one of my classmates. She said, "Yo, ngati her exact words. Yo, ngati upuma emlomo emlomo Like, cause I was a mess, and then it broke yeah. me that like actually people then they don't really understand what is Watch what was going on yeah. at home. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I think that is so much trauma, you know. Um, and kids obviously do bully a lot, especially because they have no knowledge. 
and um, very little wisdom at that age, I, I would yeah. assume. You know, they comment on what they see on the physical eye. Yeah. They, they're not mature enough to look beyond the surface. Yeah. And um, yeah, that sure. is trauma. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and um, it got to a point where So sorry. It's okay. Take your time. Okay. It got to a point where if I were to go and sell whatever that I was selling, I would put poisonous stuffs in the bottle. Like oh cheek, domestos, all kind of pills. Would he like if they don't buy? Like I'm gonna drink mm-hmm. all of this and end my life because it was already sure. miserable. And I remember taking yeah. all of that, and I didn't even sure. have side effects. And I remember one day taking pills in the presence of my cousin, my aunt's daughter. I remember telling her that I, w- I won't wake up tomorrow morning. I'm taking mm. those pills like I want to die. Mm. And I drank those pills. She was watching me. She was with her friend. And I drank those pills. And then when I woke up, I woke up in the morning. And I was so mad that, that, you woke I, up. that I actually wake, woke up. What was she saying? What was the relationship like? Because you guys are now grown. You are in high school. So, obviously, she can witness the abuse and she can make sense of what is actually happening. Her mom doesn't really want you and your brother to be there, is mistreating you. What was her kid's response to all the abuse? Some of her kids, they would see the abuse and then they would ask her, but I don't think that they had much power mm. yeah, to actually do anything. And because I'm asking if she's looking at you taking pills and... What is she Surely doing? Is she is she talking you out of taking the pills? No. Does she think you are joking? Maybe she thought that I was joking. I don't know. But me you and guys had a good relationship. Good. Okay. Yeah. Where's your aunt now? She's she's alive. <laughs> where? Because I'm Mpumalanga <laughs> knows me. I'm like, where up, is I grew, the address? I grew, I grew up in Matulu. We need to have okay. a long conversation. So tell us where you are now, post everything that has happened um, as as we close, that you've been through so much. Yeah. Um, but going back to your intro, you're now a final year psychology student. How did you get there? Well, actually, <laughs> I gave my life to Christ because before that, I had planned my own funeral. Like, I even wrote, these are the kind of people that I want in my funeral. Yeah. Like, okay, this is how my funeral is going to go about because I tried poison and it didn't work. So I had a plan in mind that I was going to, like, um, draw myself, like, a, like, if I see a train, Mm. Like I was going to jump and then just died. So one of my friends, she invited me to church and my my aunt is not a fan of Christian church. <laughs> so I went there, I lied to my aunt and then I went there. The first time being there, like I actually experienced love mm. for the first time. Like I don't know, like I, I got ushered, which is something that I never experienced. I got a hug, which is something that I didn't experience at home. So I gave my life to Christ day and day because I felt the love, the warmth. 
at church and then my life changed like I, I i i had hope because at times before i got saved like i was i think i was thinking thinking inside the box i wouldn't mm. see tomorrow like Beyond, i wouldn't have yes. hope but okay things are gonna change no, i was exactly. like okay this is this okay this is my life powerful. yeah and then i i gave my life to christ my life changed but <laughs> things got worse with my aunt because she was not a friend of church yeah me being a christian actually and i had to lie to her going to church and i was prayerful at that time and i didn't even know anyone around me or family who was a christian mm -hmm. and i was the first one in my family to actually get get saved so like it was me starting a journey that i've never seen anyone oh like working on so there would be at times we I would experience, I don't know if it's paranormal activities, I don't know, but it was spiritual things because um, I don't know if it's a gift or what because I can feel people's emotions, especially mm -hmm. sadness and and um, what is it, and physical pains at times. So I would sometimes, I would be praying and sometimes maybe I'd be dreaming of my aunt getting hurt and then she would wake up in the morning being hurt or things like that and Sometimes I would be praying and then I would feel something like an entity, like something touching me and it will make me so afraid. Guti, like out sometimes like feel like, okay, maybe I took a wrong decision in my life. Why did I get safe? Because now I'm experiencing all of those things that I've mm -hmm. never experienced before. before. Mm -hmm. And then um, because now I was old enough to sleep in my rooms, there, in, there were times where I would hear somebody knocking in my window not knowing that it was not actually a person, but it was, I think it was paranormal things that were happening around the house. And I went and told my aunt, there's somebody who's knocking on the window. And she was like, it was, it's your boyfriend. <laughs> Go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. It's your boyfriend. You know that. And I didn't even actually know what to do at that moment, but I'm glad that I got saved. And then I understood, um, I was able to dis differentiate between ancestral worship and actually worshiping um, God and understanding that God has power. Because I remember my aunt one day inviting a sangoma. And then when that sangoma went there, my aunt asked me if I wanted to join them because she saw what I didn't want anything to do mm. with that those traditional things. And when that... I think they fetched that sangoma f from far, 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 far away because she would even fetch sangomas from Mozambique to what to do, mm. whatsoever sure. things. So when that sangoma started to perform those, um, whatever that they are performing, I started praying on my own in my room and she couldn't perform. She couldn't she couldn't operate. And then that's when I understood. That's when I was made aware that God is powerful god is powerful then the the other powers and now you're doing your final year yeah congratulations thank you and you're passing yeah yeah i'm doing well i think you're smart as well by the sounds of it yeah so psychology you study psychology why just in closing in short i don't know for me eh? To go to school at first, it was for me escaping whatever that was happening back at mm -hmm. home. But then I fell in love 
with psychology. I love psychology right now. Yeah. Wow. Thank, thank you so you much. For your story. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for sharing everything that you've been through. And I thank God that you survived to yeah. come and tell mm-hmm. your story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you went through a lot, but the most important thing is that you came out stronger. Yeah. And um, I guess your future is going to be yeah. much better than your past, girl. Yeah. Is your relationship better with your aunts now since you're not staying with them? Are you in oh, communications? I don't know if she's the one calling me, but I receive her calls, but I'm not taking her calls. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which one? Which aunt? Both the, of them? the one that I live the first with one. first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the second one? I wasn't taking her calls either. After I went to school, yes, I, she she kept calling me. I was mm. I said like, oh, I'm busy with something. I'm busy with a project because mm. it was at that time we I was writing the book. I had went to went back to my, where my father grew up, mm. which is the side of where my uh, mother grew up. So I felt like I was at home. So I kept telling them I'm busy with something to a point where I wasn't taking calls anymore. Hey guys, that is the <laughs> end of our. Of this episode, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your story once again. We thank you for watching. Please remember to subscribe right here on YouTube. Yes, and also we are on um, Apple Podcast. Make sure you go there and follow us and listen, listen, listen. We need the views, you guys. Um, We're also on Spotify. So make sure you go and follow and listen to the podcast on Spotify as well. But we love and appreciate you for watching and we wish you... Such an incredible, strong woman. All the best. I know the best is yet to come. Um, God has got your back. You made it this far for a reason. And I think for me, the lesson that I, that I you know, heard so much from your mm-hmm. story is that when you try and take your life and it fails and fails and fails, mm. you know there's still some work to be done. God mm-hmm. still wants to use you. Come on. And I'm glad he's already shown himself so much in your life. There's a reason why you're here today. And I'm glad you were able to tell your story. From myself, you. Innocent. And myself, Millicent. And our awesome guest is Bye for now. Bye. <laughs>